Hope you're having a good weekend. Hope you had a good week. This is me assuming you're listening on Saturday, um, which is the day I'm recording it. So yeah. Uh usually I would record these episodes ahead, but I've sort of gotten into a habit of recording them on the day. Bad habits because any Saturday I'm not free. I won't have time. <laughs> But I'm enjoying this informal style of, you know, not editing the podcast or not really editing the podcast and no super long intros or anything. So, yeah, cool. Okay, this is already a super long intro. (laughs) But, yeah, I hope you're enjoying it as well. Uh, And, well, I'm not getting as many listens as I normally would because, well, I'm really not putting the podcast out there. I'm just recording these episodes. (laughs) So, I don't know, maybe in the future... Uh, more people will find them and we'll get as many listens as we used to because I don't have time to share a lot. I remember when I first started, I used to like go into people's DMs and literally share the podcast and say, hey, listen to my podcast. I used to share it um, through WhatsApp. I used to send people, what was the name, broadcast messages and everything. I'm like, I can't be sending people random broadcast messages anymore, but yeah, whatever. Um, where were we? Okay, we're still doing the intro. So today, um, this morning, the question that was on my mind for some reason, for whatever reason, was, um, when I was in Enugu, did I think I was going to marry an Igbo guy? (laughs) It definitely crossed my mind. Um, but I thought there, there there was going to be a slim chance of that happening because I mean I was definitely going to marry a Muslim. Like early on, especially when I started learning a lot more about Islam, I knew that oh, marrying a non-Muslim was out of the question. I mean, not only, not only is it not allowed in Islam, um, but I wasn't keen on having the extra wahala of oh parents having you know, two different religions. I imagine that marriage was a lot in the first place. And then you now bring up the whole thing of, oh, my dad is Christian and he wants me to go to church and my mom is Muslim and she wants me to be a Muslim. And I don't know, I just wanted to avoid, you know, all that swahala sound like um, Igbo guys. Nah, unless, of course, he's a Muslim. Um... So I know that a lot of people, especially for those who are not Muslim, will probably be thinking, oh, but why is it not allowed? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> okay, so it's pretty simple. The man is the head of the family, right? And I mean, Islam, um, you want to, I mean, Islam wants to preserve Islam, basically. Um, God wants the religion to, you know, spread um or wants us to spread the religion and having you know a father who's non-muslim it's tricky because i mean if he decides if he decides that oh all the children are going to um church what's the woman going to do about it because she she has to listen to her husband right well the way it's set up islamically and then it's even tricky again because okay if she's not married to a non-muslim then does she have the same obligations that she would normally have to a muslim husband 
I don't know. I'm not a scholar or anything, so I may not have the right answer to those questions. But just thinking about it logically, I think it's just a lot less stress. Um, especially if you're a practicing Muslim woman, it's a lot less stress. You know, if you just marry a Muslim man. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Um, however, I don't know of a family where um, the mom is Muslim, the dad is Christian. It has always been like that. Um, the All of the children are Muslim, all of them, <laughs> which is amazing. But I've, I also know about other um, interreligious families where uh, whether the man is Muslim or and the woman is Christian or vice versa and you know all of the children decided to become Christians and in some cases you know you have a combination um some are Christian some are Muslim um yeah and the reason why a lot of people um tend to ask why you know a Muslim woman shouldn't or why, yeah, why it's not allowed in Islam for a Muslim woman to marry a Christian man. They're coming from an angle of, oh, but a Muslim man can marry a Christian woman. It doesn't sound fair. <laughs> you know, but then again, going back to the fact that the man is the head of the house. But of course, of course, that doesn't always matter because, I mean, at the end of the day, if the children decide they're going to go with their mom to church, what are you going to do about that? You know, so even though it's allowed for a Muslim man to marry a Christian woman, you know, a lot of us are not exactly fans <laughs> of that, um, especially because sometimes it just gets, it can just get really tricky. Um, and there's always the risk of the kids, you know, deciding to be Christian. And the next thing is people are going to ask me, oh, are you saying that it's bad to be Christian? Did I see that? I didn't see that. I'm just saying, I would rather be Muslim. <laughs> and I would rather my kids be Muslim. Um, yeah, but somehow, um, there was a time in my life where I wanted to marry a foreigner. And if not a foreigner, at least someone, someone who was into Yoruba. And, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, it's a serious thing. I'm going to start chasing foreigners or non-Yoruba men. But <laughs> it was just something that, you know, caught my fancy. I was like, oh, someday when I'm ready to get married, I want to marry a foreigner. And why Why did I think that? I don't know. I think for some reason it just seemed like it was going to be... I don't want to use this word, but I can't think of another word. The word that comes to mind is Exotic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Um maybe because I was I was exposed to like you know other cultures apart from the culture that I'm originally from. I just wanted to see more, learn more, um in my immerse myself more in you know, a different culture, something that was completely new to me. I don't know, maybe that was it. Because it's not it's not like I don't think it was that I found foreign men attractive or anything like that i don't think that was it um but yeah and as god will have it i married someone who is from oyo state which is also the same state that my dad is from um so yeah it's weird but then even then even though um we're both from oyo state 
when we got married, like, <laughs> it, it, it felt like we're from two completely different cultures. And it's that's sort of what it is because he is from a very traditional Yoruba family. So, <laughs> I mean, so it's like I was now learning and relearning about all Yoruba tradition and how a lot of Yoruba families really are because... I mean, in my family, we're like, yes, we're Yoruba. My mom speaks Yoruba. Um, She speaks Yoruba with, like, the aunties and the uncles. We spoke a lot of English at home. Um, But we didn't have a lot of the Yoruba-ness in us. In fact, like, we didn't grow up kneeling and dobaleying and all that. It was later in my childhood that we started kneeling and the ballet you know and it was a conscious thing like oh you guys are Yoruba children you know you need to learn how to be proper and all that I mean which is great which is great um Yoruba culture is pretty interesting has you know has a lot of there's a lot of good you know in the culture there's some parts I'm not crazy about but <laughs> yeah yeah um well, that's the thing about culture. I mean, you take the good stuff and you leave the bad stuff. I mean, same with pretty much every other thing. Take the good and leave the bad. Um. So thinking about my experience being married as, let me say, Yoruba Igbo Muslim an Igbo girl by naturalization, you know, to a core Yoruba man, um, it was... Uh, I don't know if I should say it was challenging, but yeah, maybe a little challenging at first. I mean, my husband has been very supportive all the way, very understanding, you know, so he would take his time to explain things to me that, oh, this is how we do things or you do this at this time and do that at that time. You should do it this way and do it that way and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay. It felt a bit like chaos at first, but, you know, it, it got better with time. It got better with time. So, I mean, marrying into another culture, um, well, I didn't exactly marry. It's weird because you would assume that because I'm originally Yoruba, I'm very attuned to the Yoruba culture, but I am not. I was not. So I'm still going to say marrying um, into a different culture. So for anyone who's married into a different culture or thinking about marrying into a different a different culture, um, I would say that you have to be very open-minded. You have to be willing to learn. Um, don't just go challenging everything oh, why should it be like this? Why should it be like that? In my place, it's not like this. In my place, it's not like that. No, chillax, man. Chillax. You know, just learn and understand and go with the flow and learn. You know, it could be pretty interesting. One thing you also need to understand is is that, yes, there's the wider culture um, attributed to the tribe, but there's also different families with their own different traditions, you know, so... All of those you need to respect. You really, really, really need to respect. Um, and of course, the, one of the major things is food as well. <laughs> my, there are things my husband grew up eating, you know. That, I mean, we, we, we definitely didn't grow up eating the same things or eating the same way. Um, so, I mean, I like to be very adventurous with food. So I'll cook like, 
different soups i'm not talking about soups soups uh, i don't mean just um, nigerian soups so i'll cook these different soups or try new recipes and then sometimes my husband would be like oh hope this will not make me poach or <laughs> or what is this again you know and of course sometimes it's a hit sometimes it's a miss it's like oh i'm not eating that or he would taste it and he doesn't like it and then other times he would really like it um yeah so that that's been interesting food food's been an interesting journey when we first got married i was making a lot of Ibo soups because guys i gotta give it to the Ibo soups i prefer them to yoruba soups <laughs> anytime any day except egusi please because yoruba egusi is the king of all egusis no need to argue with that one can't argue with yourself um yeah but i cook a lot of Ibo soups um and soups from the calabar region as well um, I think the soup we have eaten the most in this house is probably, um, I don't know why ofaku is coming to mind, but no ofaku. I think I made ofaku just once, just once. Um, afang, yeah, afang is our probably our favorite soup in this house, or at least the one we've eaten the most. It's been a long, it's been a while since I made it actually, but yeah, a lot of afang. Um, I think I did ofilri a few times. I don't think I've ever made oha. I don't know. I'm not too crazy about oha. Oha is nice, but I'll take afang any day over oha. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I make okba every now and again. There's a time we're always, almost always eating abacha. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, as for your about food, yeah, I don't like amala. My people are supposed to like amala, but people are supposed to like amala, but I don't like it, so I don't cook it. <laughs> I don't even, I don't buy elubo. The one time that we had elubo, my mom brought it. I think the thing just stayed in the house for like a year or something. Um, I probably made it like maybe once or twice, and that was it. So yeah, I like ewedu sha, like ewedu, I like bagiri, I like okra. <laughs> um, and yeah, I. I, I was also very eager to try Hausa dishes. And so far, my two favorite Hausa dishes are Masa and Danwaki. If I that Masa thing, it deserves an entire episode. <laughs> because the first time I ever attempted to make Masa, I was back in Enga. I was like, oh, this Hausa dish, let's try it. And it was just a freaking disaster. Messed up. Um, and then when I got married, I started trying to make masa, and for like the first, I don't know, 20 times I made it, okay, probably not the 20 times, but like the first couple of times I made it, it was just different feels. Sometimes it will be too hard, sometimes it will be too soft, sometimes the rice wouldn't be properly blended, and there was one I made, and the masa turned out to be green and almost acidic, and I was wondering, what the heck did I do that made it like this? You know, but with consistency and my refusal to give up, I eventually cracked it. And now, like, I don't need to look at any recipe to make my masa. And my masa is um, great, like, pretty much every time. <laughs> and at first, um, we just used to eat it with yaji, or like chicken or something. But now, we eat it with soup. He loved because the soup was also something I had to 
um, learn and figure out and you know, just figure out how I like it and how my husband likes it and all that. Um, so yeah, masa, great. In fact, um, I tried to have masa at least once a week um, and I figured out a way to make it easy for me to make. Um, then recently, I discovered Danwaki. Guys... So I've been seeing Danwake for a while. Came across it online sometime. And let me just say, start by saying that Danwake doesn't look great, right? It looks like little Amala balls, <laughs> which is what my husband always says. And I say, oh, Danwake. I mean, he doesn't like it. The first time I made it, um, I did it with like a stir fry beef thing with vegetables. And I just had to make it like that because every time... I see it elsewhere. I mean, people always just maybe eat it with pepper and onions or sprinkle yaji on it. How some people like yaji? Guys, guys, like it's, I don't know, it's everything. <laughs> and I thought that was just really boring, you know. Um, so I just decided to do the stir fry thing. Um, I think I saw the recipe on YouTube. I, I don't remember the channel right now. But anyways, um, and then I put a little bit of a yogurt thing in there and it was really nice and i know it was really nice because i gave it to my sister-in-law who has been eating donkey for a very long time and she said that was the best donkey she's ever had <laughs> for real for real um so yeah and then once in a while i just find myself craving it unfortunately my husband doesn't like it but my daughter likes it so yeah we eat it together um yeah i didn't know that this this podcast will lead us into food but you know that's how these things go sometimes when you're spontaneous. Um, but yeah, and if you're wondering what Danwake is, it's a it's a bean dumpling. So it comes in form of a flour. Um, there's beans in it. I think there is coca in it as well, coca powder. Um, if one of the reasons I was also thinking about, I really wanted to add it into our diets was, you know, because... It's healthy. It's not just carbs. You know, there's the beans in it and the coca and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think this is a good place to stop this weekend. Um, if you have listened so far to this, thank you so much. You are real G. You are the one I'm making this podcast for. <laughs> because at this point, this podcast is just just yeah just like 20 minutes to 30 minutes just it's just me and my mic right now in this space and for you it's from me into your ears oh i think that's just cool um let me know if there's anything in this podcast that you found interesting or that you'd like to comment about you can shoot me a dm on instagram my instagram handle is at day and um yeah i'm working on a film a feature film with a lead muslim character just like yeah something i'm really eager to do um if you'd like to stay updated on how that's going go over to my instagram click the link in the bio and you'll find the link to start to um join that email list so yeah i think this is a good place to stop Um, Thank you so much again for listening. Have a lovely weekend or a week, depending on when you are listening. And be adventurous with food. (laughs) Ciao.